Can I ask you guys a question? Do you find yourself surviving after your stroke? Or are you living after your stroke? Because there's a big difference between the two. When we say surviving, it refers to the state of remaining alive, of having flow of life, but not really you're oblivious. It's, it's not really the best. While you're living, it refers more to the general concepts of being, where you're actually doing things that you enjoy, and you see enjoyment in things. Today in Stroke Surviving the Odds, I really want to talk about the difference, but I also want to, to give you some, how can I say, some information on to stop surviving and start living your life. Yes, living it up as of today, it is a possibility. So stick with me and we are going to work through this together. Hello, beautiful survivor. This is Karina, and I'm the host and creator of this podcast, Stroke Surviving the Odds. 25 years ago, I survived the brainstem dissection that led me to coma in a locked-in syndrome. But luckily, I'm right here where I belong. Now, if I can do it, you can do it too. You can survive this world as a stroke survivor. My episodes are full of valuable information full of tricks, how-tos, things that are going to help you survive this world as a stroke survivor. I recommend you go right ahead and download those episodes so you can refer to them along the way of your own rehabilitation. My handle on Facebook where you can communicate with me easily is stroke surviving the odds underscore the pod page and on Instagram I am at SSTO underscore the podcast. I have a big thank you to give. The proof is in the pudding. My mission was to make one person feel better around the world about their situation. Turns out that there is more than one person that's feeling better about their situation because this podcast, our podcast, is now number five worldwide in its category. So it's touching a lot of people. Our mission is working, guys. And I'm very proud of that. Make sure that you let me know on all of my platforms how I can best serve you. That being said, grab yourself a drink, coffee, Make sure you have a pen and paper because the faintest of ink is always better than the best memory. Come and meet me here in my dining room as I am recording today's episode of Stroke Surviving the Odds. I told you guys the story of when I was in the ICU and um, I spent the second week when I was really, really awake crying 23 hours a day uh, and my neurologist had come in my room to do his exams and he was talking to me and that I was not having it I did not want to participate to anything and finally when he left because he was a um, disappointed in me because I've always been a willing participant and that particular day I was not it's like leave me the F alone you know but that day after he left 
I had a moment of silence with myself because apparently I couldn't talk and I decided to not be a survivor and to stop crying and I decided to live. I decided to fight. I decided to go to all my therapies. I decided to get back to my life, to get back home to my daughter, to my family, to my friends, start driving again, start walking again, start eating meat again. But I, it started with a decision and that decision became a choice of not being defined as a survivor. Because a survivor is only a terminology that we use. Yes, it's a fact, yes. But it is not a state of being, guys. When I talk about a state of being, it means things, things that you do, living things. You see, it goes back to the definition I gave you guys in the intro. But everything started with a decision, a choice, and action. It always comes back to action. It's so funny when I talk about this because basically I think it's going through the motions with no emotions. If I was to put a, uh, another definition to surviving and living, that would be it. Going through the motion with no emotion. In the next segment, I'm really going to give you guys some tips on how to stop surviving and start living. But first, I want to just clarify, make it sure that you get it. Surviving means to continue to exist. So if you're someone that is at home and you're in your recliner and your gaze is really not paying that much of attention and you're like a piece of driftwood on the shore not you're you're making the environment beautiful but not more than that and thriving and living means you're growing developing prospering flourishing it's like you're an ocean there's movement there's life in you there's there's excitement, there's different currents, it's warm and it's cold. You see the difference between the two guys? Surviving is simply doing what is necessary to live. Eating, sleeping, going to the bathroom, you know, trying to keep a good relationship or a decent relationship, but I'll call not more than that. I want so much more for you guys because I know there's so much life to live after stroke, right? I've been on both ends. Mindset, mindset is very straightforward over here. And that is going to play for a lot. So in the next segment, we're gonna talk about how to work that mindset and how to stop surviving and really start living. beginning of all this I suggested you guys get a pen and paper 
because the faintest of ink is better than the best memory so this would be the perfect time for you to get that paper and pen go right ahead and pause my podcast i'll be waiting for you did you guys know that in just 12 weeks you can actually be living a much happier life 12 weeks is only three months and it goes by like this I also have other episodes, you know, that are talking about setting goals, setting short-term goals and long-term goals. Well, this right here, if you don't know or you're not sure what you want to do short-term, I suggest this be your short-term goal between now and Christmas. It could be something that would be done. You guys ready? The number one thing is exercise. I got to tell you something. Going to physiotherapy is not exercise. Going, walking in the stay in the, in to practice walking with the new cane that you have is not exercise. Exercise is not only a bodily thing. It is also a mental thing. It is a state of mind. Yesterday, I was feeling blah in the morning and I was having not dark thoughts, but let's call them charcoal gray thoughts, okay? (laughs) And I went for a walk and at the beginning it was, okay, I'm walking. But then, you know what? I started feeling really, really good. So exercising, give your, it takes about half an hour to really get the benefits of it. Of course, do your treatments and all that. But exercising could be simply taking a can of tomato soup and doing a few biceps and a few squats. Just a few things that you don't normally do that are going to really release that dopamine give you that rush make sure you're safe when you're exercising though okay make sure something is there to catch you if you fall i always have a chair or my couch or something i always have something next to me so just be safe but number one is exercise number two is to take charge of your own mind i told you before that i was depressed many years ago and lying in bed just looking at just looking at the ceiling just staring in blankly and my mind racing a hundred miles an hour and i know many of you are like that you see i'm i'm not depressed right now i'm 20 years down the road i'm not depressed right now but i still have those moments where i have to catch my thinker when my mind starts going places And I have to say, nobody, you got to come back here. Going for my walk yesterday, I took charge. If you can't go and walk, change room, guys. Put the dishes in the dishwasher. Go take a shower. Pet the dog. Change your mood. When you change your mood, you change your mind. Number three is very interesting. It is to learn to be easier on yourself. We tend to be so hard on ourselves because that's just the way we are, right? We often compare ourselves to what we were and um, 
that could definitely be a downer right there and then. But when you learn to be easier on yourself, you say something that you've accomplished. I find that that's what I, I do often. When I'm in a blah mood uh, and I need to get out of that mood and I need to learn to get easier on myself, be easier on myself, um, I will talk about things that I've accomplished. Like example, right now my podcast is top five. I entered a competition for people over 40. Right now I'm in the ninth, I made the top 10 in my age group. Those are things that make me feel good. So think of yourself. What did you do that made you feel so great and so proud of yourself? Even if it seems like it's nothing, trust me, baby, it's something. Number four is very interesting. Play to your own strength. I'll give you a concrete example. I am not a techie person. I am not computer savvy. Am I going to go apply for a job that requires me to be? No, I'm a people person. I can sell a fridge to an Eskimo. I've been doing this for 32 years. I can, I do public relations. I do follow up. I increase clientele. This is what I do. So I play to my strength. What are your strengths? That is why I suggest you guys write them down. What are you good at? Are you a great, you know, I have a friend. I have to tell you guys this little anecdote. I have a couple of friends and they have six kids. Today in 2023, they have six kids ranging from the ages of five to 22. Okay. Obviously, Madame is a stay-at-home mom and she is phenomenal at what she does. There is so much love when I enter their house. Sure, the place is a mess. The place is a mess, but you know what? I don't see it. I just feel the freaking love they have in the house. They are so welcoming and that Lady is just so amazing at what she does, patient, kind, with all the kids, and there's not one, you know, that is lacking anything. So her strength is being a good mom. She's not domesticated, but she's an amazing mother that I admire so much. You see what I mean? I, 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 I'm not criticizing here. I'm trying to give you a concrete example. Number five, eliminate stressors. You're going to tell me, yeah, but Karina, there's stress everywhere. There's so, I'm stressed with everything. Yes, we all are. Trust me. But by eliminating some that are unnecessary, I told you guys, my mom passed away in 2018. That was a very stressful time in my life. Mom passed. I was taking care. I was a caregiver. I had my husband, my pets, my child, the house. You see, there was a lot of things and I had my own personal things to work on. So when mom died, I made the decision to not watch news. 
I eliminated watching and listening to the news because there's too much negativity and crap going on with that and I don't need that. And it's something that I choose to continue doing because it alleviates a little bit in my life. So I only look at stuff in the world on Google, Google News and whatnot. It's the same thing for you. Another thing that I've done, guys, I eliminated toxic people in my life. I'm listening to myself. I'm setting boundaries and limitations, and I am eliminating toxic people in my life, even people I love very much. But if it's, if it's their life or my life, I choose my life. Sometimes we have to make hard decisions but they sure pay off a lot, I promise. Last but not least, live in the now. Some of you are gonna say, Karina, what do you mean live in the now? I am living, I'm here, I'm existing, I'm surviving. What do you mean? Living in the now means really being present in the moment. I'll give you another example. Years ago, when I was going through my depression, I ended up going to see a social worker at 8 o'clock at night because it got so bad. And she taught me how to walk and breathe. Every time I would take a step forward, I would exhale. So inhale when, yeah, inhale, exhale when I step forward or count my steps. That is a baby thing you can do to live in the now. You're not going to be thinking of what's at home or what exams you have to do at school or what are you making for supper because you are in the now. I also read when I was going through that period, if you guys can get it on Amazon or anything, I'm not working for them at all, uh, but it's something that I, it's a book that I went crazy for. It is called The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. The Power of Now. It's turquoise green on top. I learned so much with him. And a lot of those six things that I talked about today, taking charge of your mind, learning to be easier on yourself, playing to your strengths, and living in the now, that book helped me so much. So if I can pay it forward, like somebody did for me back then, I would like for you guys to at least get that book. Remember that exercising it helps to eliminate those stressors that you might be feeling. Exercise brings dopamine, the happy drug, the happy hormone. Releases endorphins, which also gives you that euphoric state. It might be short-lived. It might be just while you're doing it. But nevertheless, it's, it's almost like a high, like a good, healthy Hi. So this is a beautiful short-term goal that I gave you guys. If you start today, you can start living a happier life by Christmas. Absolutely. 
And the ripple effect is that if you're happier, your spouse is going to be happier. Your household is going to be happier. Even the dog is going to be happier. You're also going to be leading by example, leading those children, showing them that you're not giving up, that you're resilient, that when things get hard, you don't just stand there and do nothing. You move your ass and you take action and you go on and you keep fighting. I have told you this many times. You are a rock star, a kick-ass, and I am so proud of all of you. So this is what I had for you guys today. I hope that you enjoyed. You took some notes. You can communicate with me on Facebook at Stroke Surviving the Odds underscore the pod page and on Instagram at SSTO underscore the pod page. I'm letting you go. Until next time, I love you.